I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm a senior editor at Light Reading, and we're here at the Big 5G event in Denver. I'm joined by Massimo Pacelli with Verizon. It's good to see you. Good morning, Kelsey. Good to be seen and good to be here. Yeah, nice to be together in person. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the event so far? I know uh, you just got here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got here yesterday night. I spent the morning. Uh, I, I think you guys did a great job to pull this together. It's so energizing and exciting uh, to see booth, to see people around, to have keynotes. Uh, in the, the, this morning, the room was half full. And it was, you know, it's exciting just to meet people I knew and, uh, and meeting first time after 18 months. It's, uh, it's great. It's a breath of fresh air. So. Right. Great energy here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you a little bit about Verizon's approach to network as a service and how 5G fits into that conversation. So what's new on those topics? Yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, you know, the, the pandemic has changed the way people consume the network, enterprises consume the network. Uh, obviously, we have seen a big shift uh, from premise to the cloud, uh, uh, an increased consumption of software as a service, uh, and that has put some stress on the traditional concept of network that was more static. And now, you know, enterprises wants to consume the network uh, like like, more like a utility. Like think of a thermostat uh, where you dial up and dial down depending on where you need the network and how much of a network you need uh, to move workload applications and to, uh, to reach uh, uh, partners, uh, employees, uh, everywhere they are. So uh, over the last 18 months we developed this concept of network as a service, uh, which is kind of our response uh, to the cloudization of the application. It's basically a concept where customers uh, are consuming network uh, on, um, on, a, on a consumption-based model. Uh, and so we have introduced a different level of flexibilities uh, on how the network is used. Uh, so if you think of a network, you have uh, multiple layers. So one is a pure connectivity, and now customers can play with different options from internet to broadband uh, um, to um, private networks, uh, ethernet. And so the magic is how can you combine all of this and make it a flexible platform and the customers can again use what they need at any point in time. And then if we go to the SD-WAN or security layer, same thing, we created our Verizon Cloud where we're hosting all the major partner applications into a cloud. So you don't need to buy a box or multiple boxes for your location, you just buy one box and then you bundle and combine different applications sitting in the cloud and you push it down. So you can use the best of breed technology at any point in time and you don't have to be locked into decisions for three to five years. Right. And moreover, you know, you can consume uh, the services under licensing model, and you pay as many licenses as you need at any point in time. So again, you need more, you pay more, you need less, and you, you pay less. So those two level of flexibilities are important. Now, how 5G is, uh, is, is, is enabling this concept? 5G is enabling this concept because uh, uh, we see more and more uh, wireless being used uh, as a next generation of broadband services. Today broadband is mainly delivered on, on, on copper, on, on cable. Uh, 5G will enable a massive consumption of uh, broadband services delivered through wireless. And so what it means, it means that you can have a service up and running in a matter of a day or two. 
it means that you can add or remove capacity to, to your network uh, through 5G in a day or two. So you need more, you can just quickly dial up a 5G connection and expand your network capacity at a given location and then move it to another location and you turn it down. Think about the seasonality of some businesses like retail. So that's how 5G is actually bringing that level of flexibility that you need to really deploy a concept of network as a service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like that flexibility is really important, yeah. especially with the distributed workforce yeah. and uh, being yeah. able to uh, provide connectivity to workers that are really anywhere yeah. uh, and, and working remotely. And uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, network as a service is a programmable platform. So what mm -hmm. I mean is that, uh, you know, Historically, you know, human beings had to reconfigure the network, add capacity, move things here or there. Now, with the network as a services, applications will natively be able to program the network and kind of reconfigure the network in real time, depending on the performance required to carry a workload or an application at any point in time. So that that free up the the mind of the um, of the enterprise of the enterprises, so that they can really focus on the applications. Right. Okay, I want to run this application for my business, and they don't have to think too much about the network because the kind of network program himself it's itself, you know, to sustain that level of applications. That's yeah. a that's a kind of unleashing the potential right. of the developers. Yeah, they just want it to work. Don't necessarily want to know yeah. how the sausage was exactly. made. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, tell us a little bit more about Verizon's approach to fixed wireless access and anything new there that you're excited about. Yeah. So I tell you, for 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 me, fixed wireless access uh, will probably be. Uh, the most disruptive uh, 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 news in the market uh, in the next two years. And, and why that? Uh, first, because there's a lot of demand of broadband services. As I said before, people are just moving applications to the cloud uh, and they can use now broadband to carry a lot of these applications. Mm -hmm. So broadband became very popular. But the service and the level of service uh, is not a really an enterprise grade. Uh, you know, enterprises are consuming to a large extent uh, broadband services, the same broadband services we are using at home, right? And we have seen, you know, the pandemic, everyone is using broadband, the performances are not that good. We can live with it as consumer, enterprises not so much. So there is a big demand for broadband services. Uh, uh, 5G and fixed wireless access uh, or broadband through wireless uh, is the next generation of broadband services. Uh, and that will bring flexibility, that will bring reliability. Uh, if you think the wireless network is so reliable, even in the tragic events that we've seen in Louisiana, you know, our network was the one you know, enabling first responders to do their job and assisting people. It was one of the only things you know, standing in Louisiana. So just to give you an idea of how reliable it is. And so you have consistent performances. And so you have flexibility, consistent performances, high reliability. It's something that you don't really have today with the broadband. Right. Now what's news, we started developing fixed wireless access with 4G, LTE. And I tell you, it's probably good enough for 70% of it today's demand. But then we're going to go into C-band 5G starting from uh, Q1 uh, next year, ju just in a few months. 
and that will bring the capacity to 200 uh, megabit to a gigabit. So wow. it's, a, it's an infinite That's capacity, <laughs> right, that you yeah. can make available with uh, indoor modems. Mm -hmm. So imagine, you ship a modem, your, your you know, 5G C-band car, boom, you got 200 megabit. And that will change the market uh, in a big way. And the other thing is that uh, with the acquisition of a C-band spectrum, uh, we acquire you know, between 140 and 200 megahertz of spectrum in the C-band. And we are also serving uh, you know, 160 mostly rural areas. So one of the issues we have today is that uh, you know, enterprises have sites and location in some not very served area. So how can they bring application and then put it to these locations. So again, this will be an enormous opportunity to democratize the broadband services through the wireless across, across the entire country. Right, sounds uh, like a really good opportunity yeah. to address the digital divide as yes. well. Yes, yes, <laughs> think of you know, pharmacies, think of those locations that are the collecting points of societies in some places and think you can, again, in a day or two, you can fire up 200 megabit, a gigabit, uh, and you can bring more services to those places. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and finally, wanted to just hear from you a little bit about what Verizon's doing around uh, security in particular with, uh, you know, we've talked about the remote workforce yeah. and so many people working from home, but also accessing yeah. uh, critical enterprise applications. Yeah. Um, how do you provide security for yeah. these remote workers yeah. and, and ensure that those enterprise applications are, are protected? Yeah, this is, this is such a hot topic. Uh, and it's such a hot topic because uh, now companies are rethinking their workforce, uh, and what they're figuring is that uh, there will be some people who will be permanently work from home. Mm -hmm. So how can we make uh, you know, what was a kind of a temporary environment uh, a permanent environment? So they are really rethinking to everything, connectivity, security, even connectivity, right? And it all starts with connectivity. We have customers now coming to us back to the fixed wireless and say, oh, can I have a 4G connectivity? at you know, my employee place, is where I control the quality of the service, but I also control security, because you know, wireless is uh, you know, inherently a secure platform. Uh, um, and, uh, and obviously then we layer on top of some you know, security in the access, uh, security in the endpoints. Uh, uh, we have seen a tremendous increase uh, of threat in security on mobile and also on fix. You know, the number of ransomware DDoS attack has increased dramatically. Yeah, a lot of more phishing attacks more as well. More you know, phishing has grown 360% year on year. That's wild. On, on wireless. I mean, <laughs> yeah. almost every one of us probably received attacks. Oh, click here. Right. That's a phishing, right? Uh, and then it opens door. So protecting uh, wireless, protecting the endpoints, uh, but also delivering that kind of connectivity which is uh, secure by itself. Uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely critical to not leave door open to, to the bad guys. Yeah, very important to protect, yeah. especially those corporate devices, yeah. cell phones. And, and security, yeah, security is today well, my fastest growing business. Uh, you know, it's not as a big number as 
you know, network services, uh, but percentage-wise uh, is the fastest uh, uh, growing business uh, from you know, protect, uh, detect, uh, remediate, uh, forensics, unfortunately, in, in some cases. Um, and it's, security has to be everywhere. It's not just the endpoint. It start with the endpoint, identification, identification, but the, you know how secure is the network where you run the application is also absolutely yeah. critical. Definitely important to, for security to be yeah. ubiquitous throughout. Oh, yes. Uh, well, time. thank you so much, Massimo. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the event. Oh, thank you for the opportunity to have finally a live interview. Thank you so much.